Welcome to the Games Revealed Podcast, brought to you by Bunny Strike Studios. This is James. And I'm Tyson. Diamond Hands Tyson. And if you can hear that, we're just opening up another can of Game Club this month with Mm. Outer Worlds. And just like the stranger who was uh, kept in a uh, type of stasis for a while, so are we all over these last couple of months. And and we've just arrived to our first mission of listening to this podcast. We did it all. We've never missed a month. (laughs) You can't miss a month if if you don't believe in that month. And I don't believe in November or December, so... Yeah, tw- it had an odd year ending, so uh, it's to be scratched from the record. Ten months now. That's all I believe in is a ten-month year. <laughs> <laughs> Man, with how crazy holidays can get, it's almost like a ten-month year. Uh, <laughs> every yeah, year. it feels like it. That's how it felt like this year. But I did enjoy the time. Pa- I, I, I really like this game, and so I'm really excited that we're actually... Uh, re- do, we did this one, and... And hopefully every, all the listeners enjoyed it themselves because it, this is a really good double-A game from a city and entertainment. Meaning they don't have the triple-A the budget. They have a, a decent enough budget. They've been around for like 20 plus years, you know. They've been around for a while. They've made other games like New Vegas, some might know of. Um, and this game very much feels like New Vegas in space. Like... And I think you mentioned it, Tyson, like Fallout meets Mass Effect, right? And so, yeah, I feel like we were comparing it and uh, there's another game I feel like we're missing out, but it basically is oh, New yeah. Vegas and they're like, let's make Mass Effect good. Uh, and then New Vegas was like, this is the universe now instead <laughs> of just one world or one city. It's the universe. And it was it's much better than Mass Effect, in my opinion. I, it's a hard one for me because Mass Effect is not a dystopian game, where this is very much a dystopian game. Um, different kind of like basis, but I agree. Like they really took some of the the I think the problems with Mass Effect with NPCs and your companions and improved on it. Even though uh, the, we're comparing it more, you're comparing it more to Mass Effect One, Mass Effect Two, and Three. I think. As yeah, we, I've never played. When those we get ones. to those, you'll understand that maybe, maybe not, maybe, but uh, definitely they did a really good job for what they were given with this game, and it feels like New Vegas. Like they essentially what they like because I don't think they were given another chance to do like a New Vegas too. I don't think Bethesda likes money; they just like making um, screw ups. They just like screwing up apparently, <laughs> and so they didn't. They never <laughs> asked. Um, this is I'm pretty sure this is what happened from reading. Obsidian Entertainment was just never asked to make another New Vegas. They did a better job than Fallout 3, and they are just like, you can't one-up us. Bethesda's like, you can't one-up us, and so um, that's... Well, it was like, it was we're gonna let the child under the stairs uh, have their moment to shine and like crash inevitably, because we know they're just not that good. And then they, <laughs> they, they shine, and they flew, and they didn't fly too close to the sun. They flew the perfect amount and then came back down and landed gracefully, and they're like... Well, that backfired back under the stairs and <laughs> never, never to be talked about again. <laughs> no, that what, so what they decided was Fallout 76 is going to be much better received than <laughs> New Vegas too. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the masterpiece and uh, we're just going to keep shoveling money into it. Uh, <laughs> but I think where New Vegas uh, devs, uh, Obsidian Entertainment, I think where they got off easy 
is they did have Mass Effect to basically uh, base their game off of in like a blue type roundabout fashion. You know, like they had a predecessor, if you will. They weren't a trailblazer in that world. So, yep, exactly. And so we got Outer Worlds and we're going to get Outer Worlds 2, um, I believe. And then is it this? Is it 2022 is when it comes out or is it 2023? I feel like it's 2022. We'll get more information because their trailer didn't have any gameplay, and they made fun of that. I think for the most part. <laughs> so uh, yeah, their E3 reveal was pretty incredible. It was pretty good. Like it was one of my favorites because they just made fun of themselves, and you know, self-deprecating humor is always good if you do it right. And they did it right because they burned all the AAA studios and then some of the AA like themselves. So uh, yeah, yeah. So. Um, but Outer Worlds, it, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it the second time through. Not as much as the first time, I f because I, di I did everything the first time. So going through the second time, like I'm just remembering, oh yeah, that's right, I did this. And weirdly enough, I wanted to go through with a different plan, like making different choices. I think I played almost the exact same character, and I played as a chick this time as opposed to a dude. So, uh, I I... I'm probably guilty of that. I usually don't vary too much. I just play how I like it unless I'm hyper-focusing, choosing to play it like as a good person then I'll or an evil person singularly. I'll try and do that. But other than that, I just roll through it, and I feel like I'd probably play it the same every time. I, but uh, Outer Worlds 2, no. I don't think there's a release date on it yet, and uh, we probably will play it. And this has been... This one was fun. It started out really boring, but that's probably because how I played it. Yeah. Uh, but it's how I play every open world game. Um, and it's just I go explore. I do all the shit that I want to do. And the, one of those things is not the main quest. And that's probably really bad. <laughs> uh, because on this one in particular, there's really not that much to explore. There's It's really not worth it to go and get your experience by just randomly running around and and, get, and finishing, you know, little side quests because there's not that much and you don't get that much experience. So I wasted a lot of time at the beginning of this uh, and it is way more worth it to just follow those storylines, especially the main one to try and get yourself kind of moving into the mid game. And that's where weapons and shit start feeling fun and start uh, kind of branching out and stuff. And you get a little more into your your perk skills and stuff like that. So it flushes you out. Yep. Yeah, no, it definitely... The beginning portion is beautiful. So if you're playing on a good enough PC, like, uh, unfortunately, Tyson didn't. But uh, <laughs> if you play it on a PC or on a, on a console, the, the the beginning portion is actually very beautiful. So it it takes away the dullness of some of the, the quests, even though you do get a feel of that, like, corporate dystopianness of it. Because that's everything. Everything's controlled by corporations to a point where yeah. it's not really capitalism. It's just another form of, you know, like, a dictatorship right and so it, it <laughs> but it is interesting because they go a little a little heavy into that whole thing but it's part of the charm in some ways and, well, and, I, I like it because it makes sense because who is going to go out and explore the rich corporations right yep. that want the materials yep. that are out there and then worth worth it to establish to build the town so yeah it makes sense that spacers choices you know one Run, kind of running everything and two failing at everything because they're just like this is unsustainable <laughs> we we are so large that we can't feed everyone and everyone's eating salt tuna yeah oh gosh it's not even salt if tuna. they're lucky it's not even if they're lucky 
It's just like, they're like, oh, why is everyone getting sick? Because you're not feeding, like, even eating salt tuna is <laughs> not going to be, you're going to get sick after a while eating salt tuna. Like, yeah, you get no micro or macronutrition, you're just going to be struggling off sodium. Oh, uh, and that first world does get really good. It's just, yeah, the main quest is really good. You also, um, you also meet, uh, what's her face? Um, a Pav- uh, Parvati. Parvati. And she's actually one of my favorite characters. She can be a little dull at times, but she's <coughs> definitely like, uh, she's been just had kind of a hard life with the whole corporation thing. And it seems like, and so I, I enjoyed her quite a bit. And that's where you meet her and you also meet Max. And they're actually some of my two favorite characters. I actually like Max cause he's, he's kind of a dick, but <laughs> he de- definitely gets his comeuppance. I think at one point where he's just like, Oh, my faith is destroyed. Uh, what do I do now? <laughs> I don't know if you, yeah, it, uh, are you talking the vicar? Yeah, the vicar. Yep. Yeah, so I freaking hated. I hated him. He was he was my least I, favorite person. I could see that. Uh, did you fa- do a side quest though? Because each of the companions has a side quest. Oh yeah, they all have a side quest. I did like part of it, and that's where I realized I was like, yeah, I don't like. I'm just not gonna waste my time on your quest. I left his ass in the ship all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, he's uh he's one that he always had interesting insights into things, but his uh his whole faith transition and crisis and all that is interesting <laughs> in the whole game it was yeah, because yeah. he's just like yeah and this is how things are but then it comes to find out he's been trying to figure out why things are from these oh wait shit books. i did do it and yeah he gets he uh goes back in time or something like that uh not necessarily or has like you, a trip you or do something? get yes yes you do go back in time kind of in a trip and that was really yeah. interesting that they introduced that so you like you get into this drug hallucination with him and your other companion and you get to talk to his parents and it's yeah, a yeah. bizarre trip through the whole thing, and I loved every second because it was different. I did, I did do that actually, and uh, that is probably where I realized where I'm just like, yeah, I'm done with you. <laughs> I was like, you wasted your entire life, like just trying to just, I like appease your parents and have the same type of faith as your parents, and like, but you believed so hard, and they're like, yeah, we did. But that's you do? so indicative <laughs> of like a real person. So there's a lot of people that go down those paths, and so I like yeah, it for he that. Had parents that were like, "You should have lived your life, you dumbass." Yeah, agreed, <laughs> agreed. But when you have an institution telling you uh, certain things, it's sometimes hard to to break away from that. We don't need to go too yeah. deep into the max thing. His curiosity was what killed yep. the cat. Yep, and and the thing is with Max, like with the vicar. Uh, that's what I'm, I like about his character. Yeah, he is an asshole, like, flat out. But he gets much softer towards the end. He's definitely actually a much kinder person. And it, it's cool to see that growth that you don't normally get to see. And they definitely did a good job from New Vegas because New Vegas's characters didn't have a great growth cycle where I feel like in this one, the characters do grow a little bit more. And each one, ha- you get to help them overcome their... Um, they're demons. They're de- exactly because Ellie with her parents, Felix with his, uh, with that guy that mentored him early on, uh, uh, Nyoka, 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 Nyoka. Yes, Nyoka. Um, with her, all her friends just essentially dying, 
Uh, and then Sam, I forgot his. I didn't do his stuff this time, and so I kind of forgot his. But his is actually—he's actually a really good companion because he'll dish out the damage. Sam, I don't think I got Sam. He's the cleaning robot. Oh, the robot! No wonder I hated him. <laughs> Listening to his stupid metallic clanks follow you around everywhere. I'm like, yeah, I took him out one time. I don't even care. The damage is not worth that sound everywhere you go. I took him out one time and I got like halfway through the mission. It was right after I got the acid module. I take him out one time because I'm like, hell yeah, who doesn't want a robot kicking around with them? And that, that noise made me go back to the ship and change my companions. Like halfway through, I'm like, fast travel back to the ship, change out my companions. I will never take... And then that's where I took the vicar out, actually. That's where I took the vicar out and went and did his shit and I was like, oh, I'm done with you. And I rolled with Felix and Parvati for the most time until I got Nyoka, uh, which I thought she was funny and her quest was cool. Um, and then I was like, yeah, she's cool. And then Felix, he came with a, a grenade launcher. So I just kept him and then kept upgrading his, uh, or well, I gave him the version two grenade oh, launcher. I was going to say, you got to swap that stuff that out. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I swap, but I kept him with the grenade launcher because I was like, you're my buddy. You're going to keep rocking the explosives. <laughs> I eventually so. got tired of like these special weapons and just gave it to them, like the science weapons. I was like, okay, I'm tired oh, of this yeah. one. Okay, you get you get that one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you shoot the glue gun. <laughs> well, that's good, too, because they're really good support weapons. So if you give them they like are. the mind control, they'll mind control so you don't have to. Because yeah. when you're mind controlling, you can't do a lot of damage. And then you have to yeah. rely on your freaking companion, which... Not the best, unless you have Nyoka, who actually does yeah. a lot of damage. She's really good with the damage. Yeah. Um, That's why I'd give out that I'd give out the support weapons for like the X-ray or whatever that freaking one gun was. That is, it's basically like an X-ray gun. It uh, bypasses armor. But oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I'd give like all the support weapons to those mother truckers, yep. so I could keep rocking like the heavy machine guns and stuff. I didn't like the like the electric weapons and the plasma like the flamethrower and shit like that i didn't like the uh, flamethrower. Really i it did a lot of damage but i didn't care for it and this is all remember i'm playing on i haven't announced this yet but i played the switch version that's right um and the the places were cool i actually liked the characters the enemies uh the world they definitely were very empty but um, it, it was fun. The flamethrower did fine, but it just, I always lean towards like the physical damage weapons, uh, the kinetic damage weapons, if you will. Um, like just regular bullets and stuff like that. I always like that more. Yeah. Uh, but I just, ugh. and I know everything had its weakness and you might as well keep some to have it. So, but that's why I gave those guys those plasma and elemental weapons. Yep. Cause I'm like, they'll kill the shit that I don't have the weapons for. <laughs> yeah, so I totally... There's only a couple... That's the problem with this game, is sometimes the weapon play was the weakest part. Like, the shooting, the combat, were some of the weakest parts of this. And um, they just didn't... It, feel, it felt very RPG-ish, and they could have um, used... It could have maybe been cleaned up to feel a little bit more shooty, because it is a shooter. Um uh, I, I stuck with the rifle. I just always modify every, you know, you get the newer rifles and all that. I'd modify the rifle and then I'd always get the assault. Um, what are they? Like the chain weapons, like essentially the ones that can shoot a lot, like at the light. Um, yeah, like the light machine gun or something. Is it that? Is that what it is that can shoot a lot, but it's very, like, it's sporadic, you know? It's, it's, 
I always chose between those two, and then I'd upgrade them with um, some of them. I'd put on the uh, oh, yeah, essentially the plasma. So you could put plasma rounds, and so they'd penetrate in different ways the your, your enemies. And so I always went that route, and I didn't change it up. Once I found like a kind of a groove, I wouldn't change it up until towards the end, where I'd use the science weapons a little bit more because like I had more money to upgrade them, and you could. You can do some pretty cool things with the upgraded uh, science weapons, which is they could have been flushed out maybe a little bit more. But I love that they even had them. Some games just don't even have that concept. And I like that you're able to go find those and have those. It was a good one for the starter for like the first game. Um, I wish I would have played it first on like PC or something. Oh, yeah. More powerful because it probably would have been a fun game to play once you'd played it on. Uh, a decent console but kind of getting the run into it on switch just getting the dumbed down world uh kind of took away from it all um but it was shit i i don't know where i'm going with this james what were we talking about we're talking about science weapons and how badass they are like the shrink rate <laughs> the shrink rate you can shrink the character down and then they'll do less like the enemy and they'll do less damage um that's and right then you can uh, just... so it's not a bad starter for the first one. I really hope they flush it out for the next one because it just didn't feel like I was expecting more of a fallout loot, you know, about oh, like the yeah. weapons that they had up in there. Cause knowing that it came from new Vegas, I was expecting a bit more variation in these weapons, but it definitely felt a bit more like mass effect in that regard where you just, Oh yeah. The same shit uh roll you know the same type of weapons that you just kind of found the one that you liked and just kept getting the better version of that one i feel like science fiction or like or space science fiction games kind of have that problem where weapons feel too futuristic to where like this doesn't even seem fun why don't you just give me an auto pistol that and i just fire and just kills everyone like at that point (laughs) they don't make them very fun just give me the dev gun that just destroys everything when I point and shoot at it. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Now, I will say, a game where they do it right, and it's because you, have, you, you essentially use a weapon, an improvised weapon, is is uh, Dead Space. I know we have to bring this up in every podcast. I think Dead Space's sci-fi weapons are awesome. Dead Space killed it. Yeah, I, I don't mean to make this the de- Dead Space podcast, but their weapon's incredible. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of like... And I like making note of that because for our, you know, our games and stuff like that, I want to go a little bit more into that where they're, they seem like they actually matter. Yeah. So yeah. the shrink ray was awesome. I loved the shrink ray. The mind control ray were both awesome. Um, the mind control one could be really good actually against like really beefy people. Um, it can really help take down some of like the, uh, what is, are they? The mana or something like that? Like those big yeah. mana, sli- uh, mana prey. Uh, like um, creatures, like the ma- the manasars. Manasar, are they manasars? I thought they're like. Man- well, there's the there's manasars. Then they have the manta queen. Oh yeah, the manta queen. Those ones are really hard, and there's a ton of them, uh, um, on monarch. And so yeah, those were really yeah. annoying. But with certain weapons, it really helped because if you try to take on those quests too early, they'll just they'll rip you apart so fast. Yeah. That's where I think they did a good job balancing the difficulty of this game. Uh, in it, you could come across some pretty hard shit, um, but if you actually use the mechanics that are built in the game, like rolling and dodging, uh, 
I found those to be incredibly I, helpful I uh, for especially what <laughs> I didn't use them almost at all. Dude, I would come across some of those harder freaking fights where you just get swarmed, even on the switch. Swarmed on the switch is freaking difficult. Uh, but dude, just that roll and that dodge would keep me out of like acid lobs and stuff like that. And like just melee attacks. I was able to get through some pretty hard shit with just doing that. And then it was very nice being able to take your, um, take a shot of your breathalyzer and raise your freaking people up with, uh, X amount of HP when they drop too. So, well, I was able to get through some pretty hard fights with those. Dodges and that's a perk and that, too. And that mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. That perk to, to that was a really good perk to raise your like some of the perks are garbage yeah. some of them were like this is actually oh useful. my gosh most of them were garbage when I was reading through them I was like I don't want any of like I wouldn't waste a perk on any of these but since I have to I guess I'll choose the worst the least worst <laughs> of them all no uh, but once that once that one became available I was like finally something like that you want like you're like yes give me that boom I feel like there's and, like uh, I snatched ten that perks that are really good but and most of them are at the bottom tier like the the or the the tier three <laughs> you know it takes a while to unlock yeah. those right yeah well and in all of them i think they had a way to increase your science weapon and nothing else you know yeah. it's like increase your science weapon damage it's like we want you using the science <laughs> weapons uh which was really annoying uh which but it was a good way to actually make you use them and or either equip them on your companions yeah or at least getting well they're they're not them. bad the but, problem is they don't deal no, they're not bad they don't deal a lot of damage and yeah. so they're more they're better support weapons yeah the and that's why it was annoying to have that as like a damage upgrade yeah. because it was just like i got i put i put perks to get better damage and it still feels like i could throw it at them and do more <laughs> that would be hilarious if you could just that should be a game oh i'm out of ammo and everything just throw your gun at the freaking character <laughs> that is that what is that that's a, that that stick figure game where you uh time oh. time and dodge the attacks and stuff. yeah i know so, what like, you're talking it. about you throw the yeah <laughs> anyway uh, welcome to the random game i guess game. borderlands does that actually some of their uh weapons in borderlands 3 i can't remember if any oh of the yeah other, if you run out of ammo it will just toss the the gun at them and then blow up as a grenade and then yeah. you pull out another gun randomly right so well no it reloads that gun it, it just does. reappears in your hand exactly you can throw it super at bizarre capacity yeah super bizarre blow up for better damage cool though but super <laughs> bizarre uh yeah. But perks, no perks, just felt uh, a little, a little weak, and they seemed super basic for the companions. And oh yeah, they felt that way in Mass Effect too, to the point where I rarely freaking put perks into my companions. You can do on you, you can auto level up the ones in Mass Effect. In this one, you can't. That's right. That's that's how I totally got yep. through it. Was I put that auto the auto level up yep. and the auto shit on? Yeah. So for this one, um, it still felt pretty basic for what they offered and it seemed very repetitive even though every one of them there i think the fourth skill on yep. each line was like a little different it was their specialty yeah it, everything else was the same so it was like you basically knew what you were going to spec every person into on every on every row and to me i don't know that was a little annoying i felt like they could have offered a little bit uh variation in the companion abilities for sure i will have to say i probably um i used my companions mainly for their their um skill sets meaning so a lot each companion would give like uh a buff to you too yeah boost to your bus so like because like engineering um 
hacking, hacking some of those are like really good to have to get through the game including like like lying skills there's a lot of different bonus skills you can get from them and i usually equipped them depending on what i was expecting to run into so i could get a better un unlock of like the um chat so if you're cha yeah. chatting with someone you know you can unlock a, a specific um path to go down yeah make it easier i just I just used the companions on the stuff that I was like, I'm going to spec into this the yeah. least. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and so everything else I spec'd into, and then I kept those ones, that that helped me get the least amount of points in those. And so that's probably why I rolled with who I did as well. So. Yep. So with the companions, I spec'd, I spec'd their health. Anything to keep them alive longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I did do a lot of their uh, specialties, but some of their specialties were just garbage. I was just like... Why? I'll, I'd rather yeah. just do some other one, like more damage, I guess. But yeah. So yeah, I didn't really care for that. Uh, it was nice to have them run around. I liked how they uh, talked to each other a bit and joked with each other. That was fun having them roll around. It didn't feel like it was. I don't know. In and I know they did that in the aspect, but it felt different in this one. Maybe it's because I just like Fallout more. <laughs> yeah. No, and I I hear you, and I it's definitely getting you to play Mass Effect was a, a, a huge feat on its own, but it was like very much a like they they learned some of the 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 bad you know they learned from the bad things of Mass Effect One, and I think a <laughs> lot of games have because Mass Effect One definitely does not hold up nearly as well as the other ones. But no, with yeah, with the companions, I mean they can be. I mean to get back a little bit of the companions, they can be a little whiny at times, like. As badass as Ellie wants to sound like, she's actually kind of just like a, a kicked puppy. You know, she's just like, yeah. I've been hurt too much in my life, even though she's a doctor and all this <laughs> other stuff. And I'm just like, I guess. But I, I enjoyed her arcs and I enjoyed her. But at times it, it felt like I'm just like, you can't you can't have an asshole along with the vicar. <laughs> you and the vicar. You, you and Max can stay on the ship. <laughs> Is that where you kept her most of the time? Yeah, I told you. I rolled with uh, oh, that's right. Parvati, Parvati, and Felix until I got uh, Nyoka, and then it was Felix and Nyoka. Oh, okay. So, who's your favorite companion then? Out of all of them, probably Parvati. Parvati's badass, and I thought for sure you were going to be able to leave her like with June Lee. Oh yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. So I didn't like get super super attached because I was oh. like, nah, she's going. She's gonna go and like learn under June Lee. Like eventually, she's just gonna leave your companionship. I think uh, I thought she could, but I, I it's hard to kind of um, go down that route where she would leave. Uh, maybe I missed it, but uh, what I liked about the whole thing is it felt like Firefly too. Oh yeah, yep, yep, exactly. She's she's, she's my Katie, and I'm Mal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, ex that. That's a good point. That's what I felt like the first time I played it. Now that you bring that up, is that yeah, it does feel a lot like a Firefly kind of situation. Oh yeah, because you got the Federation or whatever. Yep. I can't remember the the freaking name. Holy cow! But then the brown coat's like you're just basically an old brown coat. You know, you're like I was a brown coat, damn it, and screw the Federation or whatever their damn name is. I'm pissed. I can't remember what it was. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's what it felt like. It felt like I was just uh, in the Firefly universe yep. rolling around. So like it was even more enjoyable with that because it kind of has all those type of weapons and stuff like that. So 
kind of fun. It had a little bit of a cowboy feel, like that you're in the outskirts of yeah. of exploration of humanity kind of thing, right? So you're on the frontier. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, it definitely does get that feeling at times. Spacer choice armor can make it feel like that. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not space. It's, it's and it was all it was all a little timey and old timey and stuff like that. Yeah. Almost like it was still stuck in the time because they had to keep progressing further and further out, right? So it was more along the uh, that advancement rather than any of the other. Well, people get, just got stuck in time almost in that aspect. I think uh, the developers really wanted to play off of Fallout a lot. In fact. There's an event that happens at Earth where I think there is like a Fallout event. I think they're they I don't without saying it, it's based off of Fallout New Vegas. There's a lot of speculation because there's also been hints that like when Fallout New Vegas happened right before the the events of Fallout, you know, uh, of the world going to shit and like what, um, you know, in that kind of of a world, people went out to colonize the stars, and yeah. so that's why when you get like the the messages back from Earth, it's just really nothing back because it's it's a dis- it's been destroyed almost and it's a fallout world. It's like it's fallout New Vegas back there, which is interesting. Yeah. It's like they barely have running computers, let alone the uh, internet or ability yep. to contact the outside space. So it, it's it's really <laughs> interesting. How- Everyone's trying to survive. I like that. Like uh, they're going at the same time. Yep. And so, well, and that's kind of like I think I really think this is definitely like. A kind of an F you to Bethesda in some ways, but also like a homage to like, hey, thanks for letting us use or do New Vegas because they really want a New Vegas too. They essentially made their New Vegas too with this game. Yeah. And it's very apparent when you start looking at the, comp- like the, like the tech, all the tech feels like it comes from that 60s era kind of tech of Fallout World. Um, oh, yeah. Even the computers. Yep. The computers just look like what they would design for instead of a building, they're designing it for space. Yep. <laughs> Hundred percent, and I like that, and I really—that's what really made me love this game—is that it, they did lean into that a lot. Uh, what I didn't like is that they brought over from the Fallout universe horrible NPC like uh, graphics, like the way that are designed the NPCs and the uh, companions. They're like they're mm-hmm. so blocky; they look so. Uh, oh, is that even on PC and everything too, huh? I thought that was just a Switch special. Some of, no, some of them do look better. Max and uh, Parvati, they actually look okay. But you look at some of them like uh, Mioka is a little special looking. Uh, and sometimes they look good. But other times, especially the NPCs, they can look oh, very god-awful. Like, I yeah. cannot believe... I thought that I thought that was just a switch uh, a switch a switch oh. thing because uh, you know they had to dumb things down obviously on a lower powerful machine. I so, bet they look powerful. worse on the switch, much worse. You'd, I'd have you it, it doesn't look great. It doesn't look great. <laughs> I was surprised. <laughs> it's good to know that that's translated almost. You're like I'm just glad that PC. everyone else had a worse, uh, just as bad experience <laughs> as I did. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad everyone had to look at the ugly shit that I had to. <laughs> Okay, well, let's not let's stop looking and thinking of uh, ugly shit and all that, and let's listen to a little word from our sponsors. Thank you for listening to the ad and dealing with us, and if you're on YouTube, you didn't get an ad. Uh, you're lucky. One day, we're just going to inject ads for you. It's going to be just beautiful. You'll 30 minutes of ads. So, <laughs> no, getting back into it, uh, uh, I want to mention Phineas. Like, we really haven't talked about Phineas much, and how... Uh, 
they they had to have like been inspired. There's so many memes on this. Who the hell's who the hell's Phineas? I'm just kidding. He's the asshole that starts this whole thing. He's, not, he's nice. He's just eccentric, right? He's Phineas Wells. Nah. I like Phineas actually. Quite you a bit. bring you bring your asshole friends onto my super secret <laughs> ship. He's just old. What do you expect? You would like. <laughs> I would have done the same. Thing. I know. I, I would have done the same. You thing. have a super secret ship, and you're like, "Oh, I know you, but I don't know the rest of these guys. How dare you?" Like. <laughs> Like, why the hell would you bring... Yeah, no, I would actually have done that. You have Ellie over there just grabbing everything, putting in her pocket. You know, it's like, she's stealing from me. (laughs) Take the money and run. (laughs) Exactly. So, who does Phineas Wells remind you of? Uh, Gosh, I feel like I should know this, but I don't. There's a a certain TV show. I believe it's on Cartoon Network. Um, Rick and Morty? Yes, it really reminds me of Rick. What? Yeah, he's yeah, got I the, can see that. He's got the crazy hair. He's eccentric. It's obviously not as eccentric as Rick, but he's there's a lot of comparisons for me. That's the first thing I saw him. I'm like, they just copied Rick and Morty, and you're the Morty. Yeah, I gotta pull this guy up. Oh wow, yeah. Even yep. Wow, <laughs> the hair. I don't know how I didn't see it because you're on Switch. Do he doesn't know have how hair. I didn't see it. <laughs> Dude, the concept art. So I just Googled this up just because I wanted to yep. check it out because I was like, I'm really not remembering it. The concept art. Holy cow. Yeah, that's got him. I agree. It's Rick. It's Rick Sanchez. <laughs> exactly. And, and I'm the Morty. <laughs> you are. You are a version of Morty in this world. Congratulations. Oh, I mean, almost <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe. at times you're kind of, you're you know. You're just following what Phineas says. You got to stick yeah. it up your butt, Morty. Ah, come on, Rick. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, crap. <laughs> but, I mean, he is at least, I mean, he's done some atrocities in the past, and at least he's trying to make up for them. He's trying to save the, um, essentially the story, you know, If obviously if anyone that's listening, hopefully you've played, uh, is saving the inhabitants or the, the sleepers of hope. That have been in there yeah. for a decade plus, and way past the the expiration time, and that's where he pulled you off. of. Yep, and so you have you can slow down time because of you know, they, and I like how they explain it. They're like, yeah, that's just a side effect. You know, at least you're not goo now because that's another side effect. You could have been goo, <laughs> but that thing I did yeah. to you made you not goo. That's that's Phineas's. <laughs> yeah, it worked out, but now we need more so we can make the other people not goo. Exactly, because if they, he's like, if you, we take them out of this hypersleep, they're just going to turn it into goo. And it's like, wow. <laughs> they're pretty yeah, much might. dead unless you, you know, save them. When I like the premise, I actually like the premise of the whole thing. Sometimes it feels a little like you're way going off basis of what you were supposed to be doing from the beginning of the game. You're like a yeah. space pirate, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun, and it, and his eccentric behaviors, eccentric behaviors, is so fun in the beginning. Um, he it, it trickles off obviously, like you just don't interact with him as much as you interact with the rest of the world. But Phineas definitely did a really good job writing him, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think they did a good job, and it is funny the way that you're basically introduced to the guys. You're stuck in. Uh you know, you're in your suit or whatever, or not in your suit, but in a pod, you know, and he's like, Hey, I saved you. And you're going to go meet this guy. And then you end up freaking landing on that guy and becoming that guy. Yes. (laughs) That's right. You just essentially wear his face. You're just cut his face off. 
I'm the guy. I can't remember his his name. Yeah, I cannot for freaking the life of me remember Poor what the Ada. hell like that he, guy's he name was. Messed with Ada's programming so much. That's the ship's computer that she's sentient, and she's just like, oh, he's dead. That's and she she just tries to mask it, and she's just like sad about it. Yeah, <laughs> I did like Ada though, and it's just like you definitely get from the beginning. That she is, like, not what she says she is. Yes, exactly. And, I, I yeah, no, 100%. She's actually one of my favorite companions, even though she's not a companion. She's there with you the whole way. And uh, she's really fun to talk to. I wish that they'd actually have more moments where you could interact with her more. Because she actually, yeah. I think she actually has a love interest with Sam. I don't, if you go down Sam's path, I think they actually, like, lo- like love each other. It's so weird. That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and that's right. You're a- Alex Hawthorne. That's the Alex name of Hawthorne. the dude. That's Alex it. Hawthorne. And you can take you can take his identity and just be like, yep. ah, I'm the new Alex Hawthorne. And she's just like, okay. <laughs> that's kind of how you get the her. Wor- <laughs> the worst security system in the world. She is. But, I mean, you got the ship, though. Yeah, she's like. Yeah, you do get the ship. The old unreliable. What a great freaking name with every screen, uh, loading screen. It the is. Unreliable it takes is. off again. It's it's very charismatic, in my opinion. Like Meaning, like, it just has character to it. it yeah. It's not something boring. It's just like, yeah, no, yep. it really is unreliable. And with Ada as at the wings, like. So, Ada, you're not going to let anyone else take the ship, right? Like I did. <laughs> right, Ada? <laughs> yeah. Right? 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 <laughs> uh, another reason it feels not that there is an Ada in the Firefly, but another reason it just makes it feel like Firefly because it was always clunky, you know, most yep. of the time when it took off, it was, you know, something would like flip off or something or they'd need to repair it at the next episode or something. So it was like it always felt pretty like that it had character that's you know that's what you call when you have an old truck that you have to always fix with billing wire uh, on a farm it (laughs) has character and that's it has character that's the unreliable and you never die from it luckily and 80 does a really good job but i really like you know you're like yeah i'm the new hawthorne she's like that makes sense yeah he was pretty dumb he probably died Yeah, freaking dipshit was holding the locator. I know, I know. <laughs> oh god, because that was that but, when you come out, you're just like, oh my gosh, there's someone. We <laughs> someone. And it comes to find out the guy you're looking for. I that was yeah. that made the he start should of the, be nearby. Yeah, exactly. That made the that made the start of the game so good. And then how Phineas plays it off, he's like, well. Okay, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you come to find out in documentation that he's just like, I don't know about this guy at yep. all. <laughs> yeah, I think he was going to so, turn him in, so it turned out to be the best. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he was going to turn I'm him in. I'm wondering if Phineas had, had like an inkling. He's like, yeah, hold it. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Go ahead and just uh, keep a hold of that thing. I told him not to. So uh, it made me, it definitely made me suspicious of him. With how many times you could turn Phineas in, uh almost like with every character that you meet it's like and i never took it so i don't know if you if it literally would have resulted in a different you know story path but uh it's it literally gave you the option to be like yeah i'll betray him on this one i think there's a couple times where you can end the game early and just it's kind of like a trick ending right you know some games will let you just end it early i think that you can do it that way too I got reinserted to the matrix (laughs) yeah right exactly um (laughs) But speaking of that time frame, like with uh, Monarch, that first quest was pretty fun with Reed Thompson and uh, what's her face? 
I just looked it up. I can never remember her name. It's Adelaide. Adelaide. Uh, Adelaide. I feel like that's right. It's it's Adelaide. You're right. 100. percent 199. percent I'm not going to be 100. percent But Ada. Adelaide. Not that far of a stretch. So <laughs> she gets t- uh, pissed because her son dies because Reed just wouldn't allow him to have some medicine to fix the problems, which is just crappy food sources that they got the plague from right oh yeah they just didn't have i think that one literally is like about n- nutrition right yeah like, well, it's nutrition and have like and plague. solid nutrition and then you had the plague so they were nobody could fight it off they were instead of saltuna it was actually sprats like these rat things that yeah, they were grinding up right. and putting in and they had the plague which makes sense it's, it's very reminiscent of the pl- oh yeah of the black plague with humanity uh where yeah. they kind of play off and that's how games kind of work they play off of what some of the realities of of what we've gone through it's just how you have to do it and it adds a depth of uh like oh this feels right this feels like it could be possible because it happened in our timeline uh yeah, yeah and it's just like and i get it she's pissed she's like well, you could have saved him we don't have the resources i kind of get both sides but in the end you're like she's your number one person she's the one that she's making sure things are flavored and nutrition all that like you should probably make her happy or you're just gonna get mm-hmm. screwed and it kind of shows the incompetence of not making your main person happy. Um, and so Adelaide goes off, right? And she does her botanical stuff and come to find out. Bizarrely, a lot of people are okay with I okay with this, but I'm a little torn, but I get it. She uses human bodies, right, as fertilizer because it's, it's a very uh, not rich soil world. So in order to grow food, like uh, fruits and veggies and stuff like that, she needs to use human compost. Yeah, I'm down with that. It makes sense. It, it's it's all the same stuff. And even Reed Thompson's on board with it. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's company property. You know, like I know, going back to so it. So he's like, up. it makes so much sense. <laughs> so you think he's going to be opposed to it, and he's like, no, nah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, no. At first, yeah, you kind of think it, but then you hear it, and you're like, okay, because Reed Thompson isn't really as bad of a guy and they do a pretty good job of like showing that like he really wants yeah. the best for his community he's just really bad leader in a lot of ways and yeah he's he's too much of a company man to realize yep. that there is a greater good and it's you know you gotta treat people and make sure people are living right not just following company policy well yeah if you go down that that route too much and there's also the board that just doesn't care about anyone so there's like a lot of derelict pieces to this but well and again they've grown so large that i really don't think they can sustain it all i think they're too big and they don't have the income coming in so i think they really are leaving people to leaving people to the kind of the elements yeah that makes sense and so and and that's how um edgewater is but yeah you know adelaide is able to come in You, you you could there's multiple ways you can do it but the best route is so if you chose the best route in my opinion people are gonna differ on that uh is that if you get Adelaide to take over Reed Thompson's job, it's like, hey, she's doing a good job over here. She's going to take your job, um, your spot. And he just, like, just leaves and he probably dies. I think there's actually, like, something about him later on just dying because he can't survive out in the wilderness. He's he's uh, too much of a cushy corporate man. Um, yeah. So they- I, fu- I went back a few times and he was all, it always seemed like he was just still at the desk. So I was like, no, he eventually does this, does this ever does he? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I always wonder what the hell was you have going to go on, on to the next main quest and then you can go back. Um, and it should be if it's not, then that's a glitch in your game. But um, 
Yeah, so you needed to get a part for your ship so you could take off. That's the whole point of the missions. And, and yeah, it was like some power. Diverting power and all that. And you can make, you can either divert power from Edgewater to to the Botanical Gardens. And it's just, it, it comes down to, it gives you choices, which uh, with these types of games, they make it really easy to make the choices in this one, which I'm okay with. Sometimes I get tied up in if there's too much philosoph or, uh, philosophical um decision making you know it's like well which one's going to be worse off no that's pretty obvious you want everyone to come back into edgewater because that's the better city um i don't know but the botanical labs in place was pretty badass it was but it, it, i i wanted to divert power from edgewater to the botanical because they're like everyone will come here but on this one i actually this is one of the few stories that i looked up because i was like this oh. one seems this one seems to have like consequences because it's too running civilizations yes one's really doing shitty and one's doing great and so to me i wanted to send everyone to her because it's just like that other place is a rundown shithole she's got a good place going here with all this fruit and vegetables and crap i was like send everybody that way but i looked it up and it literally does leave everyone in edgewater and the people in the botanical and they're and that's just where it is it, it literally they say and i was reading forums on it because they're like you leave everyone in Edgewater and that's where they all remain and they just all hate life. Like anytime you go back oh. there, they're just stuck in that misery and that's their forever life. And it's just like, oh, damn, that is the worst outcome for that. So I actually went through with what you said was the best and uh, routed it to Edgewater because I'm like, at least at least they go back, you know, and then I was able to have her take over. So I was like, oh, shit, that's even that's even better because she'll do that same shit there you know make the soil good with dead bodies yeah exactly and so in the end it's it it, it, it makes sense it's a little um if you're really it's only one guy paying for it if you think about it yeah exactly reed thompson reed thompson he takes, he takes some, the high road and sometimes for the greater good you gotta let that one guy go i guess because she yep. hates him she hates his guts yeah, she won't work with. But him then at again, all. you know, it's pretty messed up. He didn't get the medicine. It's just medicine. Yeah, exactly. And so in the end, like that's on him in in the long run. And for your main person, you don't want to leave. That could have disrupted the whole thing. You sometimes have to give in a little bit. Yeah. Uh. So, well, mo most what? Uh, okay, you go ahead. One quick thing before we leave the botanical gardens area. Zoe Chandler. She's a character there that you get there and they're like, oh, well, she's missing. We want to, you know, we want to make sure she's okay. Can you help us? You, you know, you get a side quest from it. And she just watches these um, serials is what they call them, I believe, right? Series or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think serials. Yeah, I think they call them serials. They call yeah. them serials, which is like an old timey way of, I, I believe, talking about um, essentially TV shows. And so she, and it kind of comes off that she wants to go out and be a hero and rescue people and all that. And when you, when you actually get out there and go find her, she's joined a gang of, um, you know, just ruffians, right? Bandits. And you kill all the bandits off, and then you talk to her, and she's just chill about it. She's like, oh, well, that sucks, but, you know, I'll look, I'm thriving out here. And then, then you convince her, like, well, everyone's worried and all that. She's the biggest asshole. And then, you know, you can talk her into going back, but. She's kind of a bad person. I don't know why I let her go back. It should just let her rot, but 
I don't know. She seems like a sociopath to me for sure. I definitely like, think oh, so. Oh, my crew is dead. Bummer. Ah, oh, well, I'm doing great. Exactly. And she's like, it's I like, just got charm shit? and I can just charm. I'm like, you're just the you're one of those people that just yeah. manipulate. She's a manipulator. And I'm like, I didn't want to yeah. send her back, but I wanted the points, to be honest. I just wanted the experience for it. Well, yeah. And I want the quest to be done. You yep. know, I don't want to fail the quest. It's like, well, shit. And I don't want to leave it hanging. I'm here. Might as well complete it. Yeah. But yeah, she was a freak, though. Yeah, you definitely see that, and you're just like, man, oh, well, I guess I guess then I'll send you back and just see who you murder eventually with your manipulative <laughs> behavior. Yeah, you're going to be the serial killer quest that I come back to. Pretty much. That would have been awesome if they would have done that. <laughs> she really was one. There's a lot of characters kind of like that. And some of the characters, they, they just couldn't add enough, enough depth. They felt too no. just one-dimensional but yeah. there's a lot of characters in the game it would have been really hard for a double a studio i feel like to really flush this game out more than they did um, yeah i feel like it's a pretty big world there's a lot oh like oh the spacer's choice um seller on uh on the spaceship um martin colhan or uh, i believe is his name he wears the big moon helmet oh yeah yeah, yeah. I like that guy. You can talk to him, but he breaks. He breaks his. Uh, yeah, breaks out of a character. His a character bit. sometimes he's, like, he's just. Yeah, he sounds so miserable. You're just like, oh, this guy. <laughs> this guy's life's the worst. And you can wear. I actually force a couple of my characters to wear that moon hat. It's so funny. Oh my gosh, you are messed up. <laughs> I'm a masochist, so or a sadist. Um, so I will say, so that that mission, even though it was one of the opening ones, I, I feel like it was one of the ones that had a bigger consequence. One of the oh. other ones that had like a big consequence at the end, at least to me, because that's like two cities, you know, thriving yeah. cities that you're going to try and either make one or oh, leave one destitute. Right. So you got this other one that I feel like is pretty, uh, pretty a big deal is where you're going to get that uh, chemical for Phineas, wherever it is. Like you find yes. out that it's getting bought by this one guy and you go see him and they're like, what the hell? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I feel bad because I killed my way into there. Uh, <laughs> oh and I, yeah. And I was like, I was like, I feel like I missed the, the, the disguise somewhere. And then I was you like, go get the, package. I'd already jumped the, yeah. I, oh, that's right. The package. I forgot. I didn't get the package and I'd already jumped the fence because I was going to cut across and somebody saw me and I'm like, all right, screw it. We're already here. Boom. So I kill everybody to get into there. And then it turns out that he's getting set up. So then you go find the stuff and then I'm not paying attention as usual. And I'm and I'm making my choices and I'm like, all right, I don't want to kill everybody. And I think I have one more option to go, but I I don't read it and I take all of the freaking chemical and I kill everyone. Like all the test subjects that they're testing on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm pissed because I realized, cause I went back, I went and looked up, uh, the options. Cause I was like, all right, maybe, maybe there's no real way to get the survivors out. Right? No, there's a way you could have left 24% of that shit in there and left all of them alive. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I felt pretty bad on that one. I feel like that one was one where I was like, ah, I was like if my up. last save, if my last save wasn't so far back, I was like, I'd probably reload this shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that happens to me sometimes. I think I, I cheated on that one. I read ahead a little bit on that. You son of a bitch. The one that I probably should have read ahead on. Uh, there's a couple <laughs> where I'm like, there seems like some major serious consequences and I'll sometimes read up on them. 
Uh, well, because I'm like, are these good guys, bad guys? But they're yeah. test subjects, so I'm like, it's still not right. Well, like, in the end, that was one that's a little life. vague. I don't feel like they do a good enough job describing that area. So I was going in not really understanding what was going on fully. So I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to look into this because I really don't understand fully what's going on. That could have been just me just maybe skipping over some of the story elements you have to read or listen to. I will say that place pissed me off. Uh, I hated how back and forth you had to like go throughout there and the different elevators this, to navigate. Is it, and this is on Byzantium's like city, like Ontario too, right? So this is that, uh, like the last Yeah, city? it's... Yeah. Well, it's it's uh it's where you're it's yeah is that by yeah because that's where the rich people live yep. like the wealthy people right yeah like right when you exit the elevators the first thing you hear is like some it's and it's titled wealthy resident yep oh it's so boring or something Ugh, like that up here uh, like just people. talking about how yeah and it's just like holy shit this is where I'm at and uh, so I don't feel bad killing that guy's guards they did it so since I since I killed that guy's guards I went guns blazing everywhere oh, I did wow. talk my way through I did talk my way through the gate to get into the factory area uh, by giving her a grenade launcher because oh. you could have bribed her with like three thousand bits and I yeah. just blew all my bits upgrade or tink tink tinkering with my weapons yeah and so I was like shit I was like plus three thousand steep man that's like a good upgrade of tinkering. So, so I was like, uh, then you, if you talk to her further, it's like, not unless you don't, or have a, or I need to get a new grenade launcher or something. And then you get to a point where you can give her the grenade launcher. And she's just like, yeah, you can go on through. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then I go through and I make it through the lobby and, you know, cause, uh, and then I talk to the scientist and the one that, did you talk to, like, do you know about that one? The side quest that you can kind of navigate your way at least yeah. through the main floor? Yeah. Yeah, getting the food. So you get the food, uh, or you tell her that you're there about the complaint, and she lets you in, and so you get through and go down to the bottom floor, and then that's where I start killing my way through everything again. Oh. Uh, but I hated, I hated that area, because it, it was very just back and forth. Yeah. Up elevators, down elevators, unlocking barred doors. Yep. I really don't like that type of shit. I hate that I type didn't, of leveling. I don't mind it, depending, but you do, like, at that point, you've already done it multiple times in a bunch of different uh, facilities and gets a little redundant, right? And that's one thing yeah. this game well, suffers from. In other is, ones, is, other ones, it yeah. feels like it's not that bad. Like, you can run and gun through them, no problem. I And on that oh. one, I was trying to run and gun through, yeah. and I'm like, why can't I just run and gun right to where I freaking need to go it's very annoying yeah no that that whole well and and you brought up the bribing stuff i forgot about you can bribe almost everyone i love that part where it's oh, like yeah it really is corporation all about the money kind of stuff like you go and you trespass they're like oh yeah stuff starts here's some money oh yeah don't yeah. do it again well and most of the time most of the time if i was caught pickpocketing or stealing or something they're just like hey what are you doing and they run over to me and then it was either i could bribe them or i could just lie or persuade yep and so i would just lie and persuade every time and both of them it was just oh, i'm out of here or none of your business and they're just like sounds good to me it's like what the crap how can i just lie my way out of everything i love and it no and nobody is gonna question me but it, I, it must be just because it's that corporate life. It's like nobody nobody lies. Everyone is the corporate life. Like you don't lie. Here. No, in the end, they're also just money. They're like, oh, sweet money. No one else is going to know. 
But like, yeah, unless you don't even bribe them, I just that's, oh, that's true. I, my that's way true. That's everything. true. That's true. And and that's just because you're intelligent, right? You just you yeah. you have those skill sets. I do spec. I, yeah, I do spec into those because I do like yeah. having the different dialogue options when I want to get into that shit. Oh, and it's very useful in this game. And I feel like you, well, once you hit fifty points in your specs in your skill points, like it's individually specking you have to individually spec and that's annoying actually because i was enjoying like getting up to 50 it's like oh yeah i can i can upgrade three skills at once and then when you get yeah. it to 50 you're like you can go up to i think 150 on each one and it's like jeez. yeah it's uh it is nice well i like it i know you just said you don't like it i liked it because then i never had to put another point into handguns i never had to worry about it i was like oh i can just throw everything into the long gun that i use but i did like using the long rifles and the heavy weapons so that that, i was a little torn on where i was going to spec into each one of those exactly but I made sure to get my intelligence and my hacking up and stuff like that because I like those different dialogue options. Yeah, that's that's where I spec into almost every game that has this type of stuff. I usually go heavier into intelligence and anything that's going to do with dialogue hacking or lock picking kind of stuff. It's every yeah. time, every time, I always. I, oh yeah. I do not want to be blocked on a on a conversation. I don't want to be blocked on uh, getting getting some loot or a yeah. room. I don't like that. I do, and th- and that's fine. I like that they have that option that they can be that way, and I have to go this route. That's, that's what I like about RPGs. So yeah. I always spec into that. I yep. always leave no my weapons shit. to last. <laughs> yeah. No one's shit is safe from me when I'm in these type of games. I'm like, you have no privacy. I will max out all of my shit to be able to break into your stuff immediately. The second playthrough, I did not steal as much because it's just so much junk. Like you get to a point. No, not uh, not like steal, but like hack in. Like when you have to pick into yeah. somebody's oh. chest to get the loot. Like that's the shit. Oh like, yeah. Nobody's locked shit is safe yeah. from me in I'll these do games that. I'll because do that. I will max those things out to make sure I could bust into well, your secret room or your computer or at, some shit. Like and read your sexy emails. <laughs> and your sexy. Yeah, in this game, and there's no consequences from my understanding. Like, you can get caught. It really isn't. But in the story, from my understanding, the story has zero consequences. Maybe some of your companions get a little upset sometimes. Maybe. My first playthrough, they did. Yeah, my you can upset them, yeah. They didn't. I didn't pickpocket at all because I don't think there's any. There's no point. There was never one. Like, usually you, could, you should be able to get, like, cards. And instead of talking to them, you can get the card by pickpocketing. It just never. There yeah. was only maybe one instance, but I just talked my way through it. It was easier. <laughs> there was only a few times I would pickpocket, and that was to, like, steal something of interest. Yeah. Like, um, what? there was some gal you meet after talking to Phineas. Um, it's, like, right before you go into Byzantium, I think. <laughs> Excuse me. I think I know what you're talking. I just, yeah, I don't. But it, I, I decided to pickpocket her, and she has a list of to-do items, oh. and and she's using these, like, code words to, like, reference a bunch, of, and it's oh. so confusing. And it's only, like, three or four lines on her to-do list, and then the very last one is, uh, there's something else that I forgot, but I'm sure I'll remember when I'm talking to him. Uh Keep doing a good job, Golden Eagle, is what she's referring she, to herself. Yeah, is you're, her code. You're name. talking about the person, yeah, that you first meet on Byzantium that gives everyone the code names. <laughs> yeah, 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 and I, I can't remember her name. I want to say it's like Claudia, maybe. I feel like that's wrong. 
Um, but I just, so I would pick pocket a few times just to see if they would have like anything of interest like yeah, that in there. Which is funny. Um, yeah. Cause I like finding the little stuff like that. Like just for instance, just some of the terminal stories that were in there. Like they had one recommendation for like a mushroom infused beverage of like galactic mushrooms. Oh yeah. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like, do not, they're like, we do not agree with you that this deserves to be a flavor and stop sending us samples. They're like the last one you sent got everyone like basically super effed up in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they just have like this, there was one report where a giant uh, canid goes on an adorable rampage and then there's uh, porno cartridges available oh, yeah. for, for rent at the main desk. Yeah. And then it tells you how many are available and it's zero currently in stock. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I I looked for little stuff like that because uh, once it was like main story related, I'm just like, this is a bunch of details that I usually and that's just how I play. I usually don't read all the details, um, but I do like finding the small little stories uh that they do throw in there because i feel like that's more enjoyable to me to know so i i fully agree i love the tidbits of this and this game does have some pretty good ones even though there's some vacant parts of like the world the world doesn't fully yeah fully fleshed out even though the lore and everything is amazing there's parts that just like why am i here at this point yeah. Um, and it's it's either because the corporation spread out and couldn't support, or maybe we're still in the early part of that exploration. So maybe, maybe that's why it's still kind of empty. Maybe it's, number two will get us a little more popular. I'm, I'm I'm thinking it's just a developer thing. I just don't think they had the time or resources to make. Hey, more I'm making out. excuses to nah. save their asses because I completely that is agree. A with very you. legit <laughs> excuse on their part. Not having resources to make it more rich is it's not, it's not their fault. They, no, it's, they did a good really job of scoping it. the game and releasing it, and it's now there. When it first came out, with every open world game like Fallout kind of style, there were some major glitches. But I'm, I don't think you ran into too many issues, did you? Um, I did. There were a few glitches that I did save on my Switch, but um, as I was going through like my screenshots and stuff, they weren't like. I didn't even make note of them in our notes because I'm like, ah, it wasn't uh, that big of a deal. Like it wasn't a glitch uh, worthy note. Um, to me. Yeah. I, oh, there's a couple of things I need to get. I just remembered one. I, I will have to say with the glitch thing, I had a lot more issues the first time through because I played it right when it first came out than now. So they, they patched everything that I had issues with. Maybe there's an older build that's on switch or just the graphical stuff. Um, but there's two things I want to get to real quick. Uh, Sanjar, if you remember him, he was the uh-huh. stellar base. He's the statistics guy. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed his character. I liked him. Because I liked him. He was flawed, but he was actually really good in, in a lot of different ways. And he was actually Yeah, and his assistant who's always reminding him of everything. Yeah. <laughs> their, uh, yeah. their little uh banter was just hilarious. And then he also had the uh printing press guys. I can never remember their names. The iconoclasts and the iconoclasts, uh, and, and there was somebody else. The MSI group is what that was. Like MSI was with, was yeah. was the the original group and Sanjar's group. So yeah, Sanjar yeah. still adheres to. He's like the main leader because all of them died because of what's his face, who I can never remember with the icon- iconoclasts. And who? Did, how did you handle the iconoclast leader? <sighs> what the hell was that dumbass's name? What do you mean? He's a. What do you mean? How in in my playthrough, he's in pieces on the floor because I in, in, 
instigated a rebellion and put someone else in place over him. Oh shit! I didn't. I actually didn't uh, go too much further down his quest line uh, because I was just trying to go through the main story missions. But, oh, uh, so he definitely seemed like a guy I wanted to kill uh, because I'm pretty sure in every conversation you have with him, you, you have the option to kill him. I'm, I'm thinking. I think right? you have an option to get aggressive and maybe eventually kill him, but when you get to a point, you have this doctor there, and I can't remember their names. I apologize. It's been a little bit since I played that portion. Um, who's a much better leader, and she's just like, we got to be careful. We got to re regroup. We got to take care of ourselves. We can't be stretching well, it's ourselves. His, it's his partner that's there that's constantly yep. bickering with him, right? Yep. And she's like, get the food, and he's like, no, don't get the food. Get the cartridges, and so you can do one or the other, and then save her team as well and I, get the medic. Is uh, yeah, yep, and so yeah, yeah and, but in the end, you're like, okay, this is getting out of control because they almost killed a bunch of their their teammates, and he, it's like Bell or something like that. Him and so, no, it starts with a G. A, a G. You're right. I'm sure you're right on that. I, Grant. I, Grant. That's it. It's Grant. That you're 100. Yep, on that one. I don't know why I keep saying that, but like, so Grant and Sanjar are are at blows. So they're just never like yeah. I, I wanted the best result because they're, they're once again two communities that you need to resolve, and if you do it right, you can resolve it to where the um Econoclast will come back into Stellar Bay and it will help a lot. It'll, it's it's yeah. just another situation where communities spl uh, splinter off and you have to kind of bring them back together. And I never expected um, a one of these pretty important quest lines to go down a route where you can kill Grant. And and when you kill him, you know how you can brutally kill people in this game? By that point, yeah. I'm pretty powerful. So he has arms and legs all over the room. <laughs> He's just his head's in one spot. He's just yeah. decimated. And it's so I like the shotgun. It's so funny because you're like, this guy was really important in this game. And he's just And now he's just dead. He's splattered scattered. everywhere. <laughs> this is so and it's just it made it kind of fun in, in a morbid way. <laughs> I'll I'll say I'll say the, the body part shit reminded me of Soldier of Fortune. Uh, oh, yeah. just the way the oh, body yeah. parts can just blow off. <laughs> That's right, but no, I uh, no, I figured he was gonna die or you were gonna kill him. I didn't like him at all, especially with the the conversations he was having between him and what the heck is that lady's name that I'm assuming takes over. Um, if you if you set that up, because uh, she was always worried about the people and he was just worried about the cause. We need to get the message out. We need to get the message out. And she's like, our people are dying. I know the message isn't even that important. You're just yeah. like, OK, it's like, I need the I need the relay tower, mother effer. Like, just so stop his. So what happens is with the MSI, like all the top brass, they got massacred, right? Yeah, he's the reason. And a lot of innocent people died that day. And once um, uh, Grant's second command finds out, she's just like, I got to I got to take a second to think about this because he is essentially a murderer. So it makes it yeah. much easier to kill him in the end. Like he's just regretting it. He's like, yeah, I didn't I didn't want it to go down that way. And he didn't really it wasn't his on it. Like it was on his hands. He didn't go and do their actual murders. But he's the one he's the reason why a lot of people died. And so in the end it didn't make it too hard to resolve it that way where it's like, he just didn't want to step down. It's like, okay, cool. You're going to make the same mistake again. Peace out. 
So I, I will have to say, so while we're in the Monarch, and we probably have to wrap this up somewhat soon. While we're in Monarch, the world Monarch, there's another portion where you're going to, you're, you can, it's outside of Stellar Bay. It's in these groupings of um, the town where you can go to this one place. You walk in and there's a couple of people that greet you like, hey, welcome. They're like very culty sounding. Why don't you sit down and have some food with us? It's so <laughs> great to see a, a a traveler here. And I don't know if you know where I'm going with this yet, but it turns out you go and explore and see who they are, and they're cannibals. Did you ever run into the cannibal people? I don't think I did. Actually, I thought this was a different uh, a different quest. And then once you started going into it, I was like, I think I'm thinking of the wrong one. No, no I don't think I hit this, the cannibals. This is uh, when you're. It's one of the quests you kind of have to do. You don't have to do this one, but like you, you pass by this house, and I explore everything. So I explored the house, and that's when you walk in. Like they have another traveler there, and they're like, "Yeah, they're about to feed us. They're, this is awesome, isn't?" It? They're just so nice, and you're just like, "Hmm." Start exploring. Oh! Like, you shouldn't have done that because it comes to find out they've just been eat. They've just been chowing on every traveler they can get up their hands on. Oh, it actually is a no, quest. No, you're right. I did. It I is did a quest. Pass through that, yeah, because you go in and talk to them, and yeah. Because you're trying to find this one guy from Stellar Bay who's yeah. gone missing, and come to find out they ate him yep. or her. I can't remember if it's a him or her. And I thought that was pretty interesting because the way they handled it, how creepy they were feeling. You know, you knew there was something up. You're like, hmm. Yeah. It reminded me of a, an episode of Supernatural where, like, this oh. village does the same thing to feed, like, this god that they just keep feeding on. So I'm just like, did they steal this from Supernatural? <laughs> it's definitely. I was like, this feels like I've yeah. seen this somewhere. <laughs> It's definitely been handled in TV and movies even before Supernatural. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm just saying that's the better show. So it's, you know, they're the OG. The better I'm show? Teasing. No. Teasing. No. I'm teasing. Oh, Outer Worlds is a better show. I just saw it. Get out of here. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was super creepy. I love those types of, like, it's always kind of sad, but in the same way, I'm like, I love how edgy or like kind of edgy that is. Like, it's just like, there would be cannibals, you know? And oh yeah, it makes sense. It's a little, it's kind of a dystopian kind of world, and that world is collapsing. The monarch is crazy, so they're surviving oh, by eating people. If they're if they're down to salt tuna at the first town you run into, you know they're going to be you know sprat tuna people somewhere. It's not salt tuna there's anymore. there's a cannibal in almost everywhere. Yeah, yeah sprat tuna. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And so, I, that was one of the more interesting quests I wanted to bring up. I'm glad I remembered that because uh, that was. That was one of those ones you get the feel like I actually got the feeling of eeriness walking into that. And like, this is something really eerie going on in here. Yeah. And I always have a hard time feeling that in like fallout games. Like I remember you telling me and again, real quick stories uh, from those games where it was like, it was so morbid. And I'm like, I've never got that feeling in any of these games. But once you really start reading the shit or listening to what they're saying and take like consideration, if it was a real world that you were in, yeah, it'd be dark as shit and very morbid. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, no, very morbid uh, quest. It was fun because it is. It's morbid. It's different. It's, it's actually one of the more different quests. So sometimes the quests get a little boring. The side quests can get a little boring in the game. They have a lot of unique ones, but they have a lot of ones that are just like yeah, busy, keeping your hands busy kind of thing. Yep. I like when they put a little, little darkness into them, though. So... I've pretty much 
talked about everything I want to talk about before we get to like just talk about the end a little bit. I don't know if you want to bring up anything else. Uh, I think that's it. The only thing I really made note of that I forgot to bring up earlier was just in odd stuff that happens. Um, but it was it was just super funny. In one of the quests, you got to get a, dr- a guard drunk to get his uh, ID mm. card. And it's mm-hmm. where you're supposed to go and get the package as well. So I go get the yep. ID card. I get him drunk. He goes and he's like, oh, I got I don't feel so good. And he goes into the next room and lays down. And then he just has like a death sound like he, you where you think he's going to go like or throw up or something. He's just like, ah, yeah. And then his body just goes crazy dead ass. <laughs> and then he's just like looks dead. Yeah, it, it goes l- ragdolls limp and all yeah. that. It's just... And he has a death sound and it's like, what were you guys doing with this guy? <laughs> uh, I don't know if he died or not, but they definitely you see it and you're like, I don't yeah, think I fe- he passed out. I think he's dead. <laughs> I feel like he died, dude. You gave that guy alcohol poisoning. And I told him right before he took the last drink, I used the medical option. And he goes, I was like, no, nah, you're BMI. You could totally have another drink. Just drink some water. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you sound smart like a doctor. And he just freaking like rips another one. And then he goes and dies on a bench. I felt kind of bad for that one. Yeah. I feel like I should have just tried to pickpocket him or just murder everybody he's just, in the bar. He's just super happy. He's just got a raise. He got like a cool <laughs> roll and you're just like, yeah, I need that card from you. Where I could have just yeah. asked at this point from you, but I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and the- Take some more drinks. Have some more drinks. I forgot about that because you do go in that other room and it is the most... I don't know what the developers were thinking. I was they, shocked. They must have had a lot of fun with that one because you're just like, what the heck just happened to this dude? No, I don't know. They're like, nobody will stick around to watch him die. It's like, what are you talking? We got to wait to pick his bodies like, my, clean of his shit. My door was <laughs> open still, so the bartender's over there could probably see the whole thing, and it's just, he's like, Ugh. And I'm like, no <laughs> <"Ugh." laughs> cares. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> fine. Okay, cool. So, no, that's it. That's all. That was the last tick on my note that I should have brought up. That shit had me laughing. (laughs) I was just like, what the crap? Oh, and like, I will say, to close it out with two, the worst quest, I hate this quest so much, you have to go to, you go to this tailor in Byzantium, and you have to show off three different things. And I'm a completionist, and these these quests aren't really that hard, typically, so I'm fine completing them really quick. But this one, I'm stuck on it. I get stuck every time. You have to show off a spacer choice one. Well, you go buy the spacer choice stuff. Even it said, we'll say it's spacer choice, but I think it has to be a complete uniform. Completed all the other uniforms of different um, organiz- or the different groups that yeah, have out- different factions. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and I tr- I can't for the life of me figure it out again. So I had to leave that one. I I, I did it the first time, and I even looked up um, walkthroughs for this, and I still couldn't get it. So, if you're playing through this for your first time or you need to do that quest, make sure you pick up as much spacer choice armor as you can that matches and save it. Because I'm pretty sure I sold probably a set that would have worked, and I can't go back and find, even buy it properly. Because all of my stuff's upgraded in the in the stores. And so, hate, hate that quest so much. Yeah, that's the one thing that I really didn't like in this was the where what loot to keep, what loot not to keep, and I just wish they would have had a better idea of uh, inventory that was special. I know they named it and they had the special background on it if it was like a, a pristine piece of equipment, but it still just nothing felt like I needed to keep it, even yep. the named ones. I was just yep. like, I don't know why it's not as good as the next thing that I got. So bye. 
Yeah, exactly. No, and that's that's how it is. Like I was a big seller on stuff, and you can make a lot of money doing it. No, that's fine. The, at one point, I did get tired of doing it. I'm like, I have so much money. I f it. I know the money. Yeah. You could always spend money in that game because you can always upgrade your uh, oh, yeah. weapons. But it gets to a point where like I don't need to. I can kill everything I need to. Like I just let my chain gun rip, and it just destroys yeah. everything. But um. To like end it off, the ending's actually really good. I really like the ending. It kind of shows that your choices have at least some meaning to it, unlike Mass Effect. <clears throat> and <laughs> but there's a joke ending, which is fun. I always love it when they do this type of stuff. I just love Easter eggs. I mean, since day one of this podcast, I mean, it's pretty been pretty apparent that we both love Easter eggs, um, or like hidden pieces, right? And so the joke ending is essentially. Um, you crash the you know the only chance for Halcyon, which is the, I, I believe the Hope, you know the spaceship Hope, into the sun, and you do this by having very low intelligence, <laughs> and then you can unlock Wait. the dumb dialogue option. Yeah, I feel like you must have to like take advantage of some of the flaws in this game and really just kind of jack your intelligence down. Oh, and if you jack your intelligence down, some people will talk to you even dumb. But there is that one guy, you know, that leader of. <laughs> of byzantium that will like how are you today yeah. talking to you like you're just the dumbest idiot yeah, yeah, yeah. uh no what and this is so shit? yeah and so you have to go down a bunch of different routes to get this one for the most part but then yeah you can just end the whole game by like there's no it's like no ending montage or anything because uh the whole um sector this whole sector of space is is slowly dying. Every all the humans over here are dying because nothing's working properly. The board's not doing anything. They're getting richer, but obviously the food supply's running up. People are dying. You go to um, Byzantium, even shows like, yeah, well, they took away that mailbox or the suggestion box once it stopped working, and like things start working, they just it disappears. It's because they hide it. It's not worth it to fix things. It, yeah. To their profit margins, it, 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 it's it's a dystopian route that can go with capitalism. Doesn't mean it's going to. It's a very harsh way to go. It's just if you start going looking at one metric too much, it just it can be the death of things. They very much show that with this, and with that ending, I will have to say, it's <laughs> just doom everyone. Um, uh, yeah, so. With the- that's the that's the ending I wish I would have got. I wish I would have <sighs> shot for that ending because that would have been like the most perfect ending of all. Uh, yeah, crashing into the sun. It finally happened. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a cool way to go. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Oh uh, yeah. So, but the real endings essentially are: you can take the board side, you can replace the board with like Sanjar and and some other people. You can, um, and that's the way I, because you can't disrupt stuff so much, but you can distill a better leadership. And that's kind of the way I went with the ending is that I installed Sanjar and some other people and kind of made it a better place to kind of hopefully help start repairing and getting back together as humanity and less as corporations. But there's other endings where you can go full on just corporate, um, you know, pig kind of guy. You can just be one of the swine. You can just side with the corporations that are super corrupt. How cool would it be is if in Outer World 2 it actually takes your uh, your your world that you left it in and plays off of that? 
how neat would that actually be to actually have some full-on consequences that follow you throughout the, to the next game? That would actually be really cool, and I'm hoping they go that way. I'm also kind of hoping that they go to another sector of space that hum- like that these corporations went and founded. So you don't like I, so I'm, you're I'm, in I'm the really... same universe but different story. Yeah. Yeah, or well, like no, just different, different, you know, happening. different spectre, a sector of space. So you, you're there's no way you're ever going to interact with any of these characters. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. you're life. just in the same time, just yeah. somewhere else. Yep, they're yep. like in the Star Wars galaxy, but have nothing to yep. do with the the exactly. Republic I'm kind of I'm split on that one though. I'm I'm kind of hoping it's that route because then it kind of cleans the slate. Because this one kind of like was kind of a nice wrap up at times, but at the same time, doesn't mean everything's fixed, and there could there's still major issues. Especially, it doesn't mean that like all the smart people on Hope were gonna fix everything. That uh, was the hope, but doesn't necessarily mean so. So it would be interesting. I don't know which way they're gonna go with two. Yeah, it'd be it'd even be nice to just be existing in the the cleanup of what they're doing, like almost like a uh, Borderlands two. Oh yeah, where you're coming in as a completely different set of hunters, but you still uh, interact with like the previous cast of the first game. But, True, you know, in a way where they're you're you know you're in there, you're in what's happening, so it still is making sense. You're just not those people. I could go with that. I could go with that too. Borderlands Two was they did such a good because originally with that I didn't like that, but then as you play through, you're like, oh, this is a really good way to do it to re- like to freshen things up. So you're just not playing uh-huh. as the same person. Yeah, yeah. Play another same role, you know, RPG type of you know character. Yeah. You're just playing the same dude. I like know, that. Breaks it up. So I can get behind. I that. never know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. There's still no release date that I've seen for Outer Worlds Two. So. True. Whatever the hell happens whenever it comes out. I might even like there's a couple of games this year that I'm really excited about. I might even do like little short updates onto the podcast for everyone because I'm really excited for a couple of games this year. Um that's it for me with Outer Worlds. Anything else uh you want to mention? I liked it. It was a good one. Worth a play. Definitely better than Mass Effect. I know they're two completely <laughs> different games, but if you've been on the fence about Mass Effect and want to dip your toe in that type of a in that type of a realm or game. Uh, I'd I'd suggest Outer Worlds. It's a hard one. I, there's two things with that suggestion. I'd say if you don't have a lot of time, play this one 100 percent over Mass Effect. And if 1. you do have a lot of time, still play this. If one. you're really do like <laughs> a pure sci-fi and not so much like um, a um, like a space cowboy, you might like Mass Effect One maybe more. I, it's a hard one because Mass Effect One is the is just not as good, nearly as good as Mass Effect Two and Three, and it's just it's it is worth the play Mass Effect One to get into Two and Three because you you understand the whole story and there are portions of it I really do like, but it's a hard one. It's a hard one. I really did like Outer Worlds quite a bit. You're right. It is better than Mass Effect. <laughs> I agree with you. You are one hundred percent correct. Uh, yeah. So in the end. Great game, definitely. If you didn't play through it and we didn't ruin it enough for you, go play it. It is we. I want to support these developers. They really do have the passion, and they're one of the uh, studios out there that are a good studio that we want to support and make sure they continue to create great games. In my opinion, like I'm, yeah. I'm all for giving money to people like you know, um, for games like Outer Worlds, and yeah. there's a lot of other studios that just they they need the money to continue making good games and so i'm all for it man yeah i feel like this was a good middle of the road open world game it's not something that is like uh oblivion or skyrim where you literally could just spend 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours in that game. I don't think that this is one of those. Yeah. I think this is a middle of the road open world that if you like open worlds, um, but you don't have a shitload of time to dig into one, this fits that category, um, gets you what you need, has a fair amount of side quests and an okay amount of customability. So I think it's a great game for anybody, honestly, especially if you're short on the time, but you like the open world. Yep. A hundred percent. And that's kind of me more these days. Um, I mean, if it's if it's as good as Witcher three, then sure, let it be a couple <gasps> hundred hours, you know. But yeah, I'll I, dedicate a half a year for that game. for this game <laughs> for this type of game where it, the game is really good, but it's not good enough. To, like if they would have tried to stretch this out in the hundred hours, I don't think it would have worked in their favor. And I know there's a lot of gamers that love the concept, like yeah, give me more. Like if it's not a yeah, hundred hours, I'm getting ripped off. It's like no, not really. This takes a lot no. of work to make these games. It takes a lot of work, and they. For what we got, I feel like it was good enough. Like, like oh, yeah, lengthwise. I've, yeah, I feel like it was good. Definitely, you don't need to waste a lot of time at the beginning. Just jump in, enjoy what they have. Yeah, and, that's that's the focus. You can go back, and some of the side quests, especially in the beginning, just aren't worth it. But there's some yeah. some interesting ones. Uh, with that being said, uh, the next month's game is not completely fully decided. Um, so we'll announce it on social media, I believe, right? Is that what we... Yeah, we'll figure it out. We yeah. had a decision, but then we're going to make a different decision. Yeah. And so definitely going to have a couple really good ones that people have been yearning for coming up soon. But we're probably going to save that for February. We're going to choose something easy and short for January because we're kind of getting into. <laughs> Technically, this is should have been released in December, right? And so yeah, we're welcome a, we're, to December's it, past. Exactly. Podcast. We're just a little past, but that's OK. And I think I actually kind of want to do a special. We'll see if we'll get a special out of this because I really liked last year's special where we talked about the games that we're excited for for the year. And I had a lot of fun with that one. So that's true. That's true. Maybe we'll make it a special. We'll make a we'll. We might, come, yeah. So, we'll we'll come out some more and all uh, come out <laughs> come up with some more decisions, I guess, and uh, decide and let you guys know through social media and whatnot. And then we'll also update the website with uh, the the game the the game club of the month. So, um, that's yep, it for me, man. Anything else? Yep, that's it. Okay, this has been the Games Revealed podcast, brought to you by Bunny Strike Studio, and this is James. And I'm Tyson Diamond Hands. Tyson, keep holding. Keep holding on. Later, guys. Peace. Hello, Revealers. I'm not quite sure if I'm sold on that quite yet for you guys and gals. Um, We have some new things coming up in 2022 with games, content for Games re- games Revealed, that is, uh, YouTube, podcasts, and just the game we're working on. We're working on several games right now, um, smaller games, and... If you want to uh, be informed of when they go live, when we have information on them, you can go to bunnystrike.com and sign up for our newsletter there and get our newsletter that we're going to ship out once a, month, once a month, maybe twice a month, depends on how much information we have to share. Also, check out our other social media pre- press, uh, presence on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So if you go to any of those places, even YouTube, uh, check us out there. Thank you guys for having a great 2021 and let's look forward to this year and everything that's going to come with it because it's going to be an amazing year. Thank you guys. Once again, peace out. Later.